What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the More Purpose Podcast, where we talk faith and finances. I'm your host, Clarence. And your co-host, Marlon. And this is episode 10, and we talk about generational wealth. We have a special guest. Yes, sir. This is my boy since middle school. Yeah. My boy, Jaden Perkins, a.k.a. HFM Don. What HFM mean? Hustle for more, man. Yes, hey, Lord. hey, you got to hustle for more, bro. Yeah. But happy to have you up here, man. Love. Yeah, season man, finale I appreciate too. you guys. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you guys having me up here, man. Yeah, this is season finale. We just want to let y'all have like a more intimate, personal conversation with us. Like, this is a conversation that we'll usually have off camera mm-hmm. by just because we always strive for more. We always hustle for more. So, generational wealth is a topic. We're going to talk about how we can reach generational wealth, why our generation doesn't really talk about it, and the different ways that we can just obtain it and pass it down to our kids' kids. You feel me? Absolutely. So, first question. Mm-hmm. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is generational wealth? What is generational wealth? Generational wealth is basically like what you are building as yourself and then you're passing it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just passing down, but you're passing it down to your kids' kids and you're just starting that generation. You got some people that's what's like kind of stuck in that generational curse. Mm-hmm. And more so it's you solely that's trying to break that generational curse and you just continue to, to grow that throughout mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, but that's tough, bro. Because... A lot of times we don't really see generational wealth in our communities because nobody in our families even knows about generational wealth because right. the generational curse is more so the lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. the lack of knowledge of not knowing how to be financially literate or knowing how to invest in the right things, right. The different asset classes that can lead to being able to have something to pass down to your kids' kids. Mm. I feel like a lot of times too, also, especially like being, I guess I would say African-American and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times we look at it like, the people like there are millionaires and stuff like that. We look at it like it can't happen to us. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people don't reach that either because mm-hmm. they don't dream big enough. They're looking like, yeah, that's them. But yeah. And they look at their family line like all my family came from the hood. All my family came from this. Nobody was ever a millionaire. Facts. So it's like that's just the way it's going to be. But mm-hmm. like he said, like the generational curses, like it got to be somebody that comes up and be like, nah, like, yeah, my family was this. But that's what I'm going to do for like I'm going to start the, the bloodline off with this. Yeah. Like. I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna right. be that. I'm gonna be the generational breaker. Yeah, basically. that's absolutely. Like, I mean, you got some people. You know, they got a, a smaller window than others. You mm-hmm. know, others mm-hmm. got a bigger window. But it's just really up to you if you can go through that window or not. Yeah, you know, facts. It's just the opportunity and everything. Mm-hmm. Facts. And I, bro, it's really crazy. Like how the school system just basically desensitizes like the mindset of being an entrepreneur or yeah. owning something or having something to pass down because yeah. all school teaches us is to go to school, work a nine to five, work under someone else. Mm-hmm. Retire at 60. Pay your bills. Exactly. Like pay your bills, pay your debt off. Yeah. And that's it. There's no lessons about learning how to invest, how to do your taxes, how to basically have the tax, like beat the tax codes. How, there's no reason why billionaires is not paying taxes and we paying taxes. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Right. So it's like, it's just the lack of knowledge that we're not taught in school in the first place in our prime years of where we need to be learning the, that the most. That's right. And it's more so now, like for like our generation, just not even for our generation, but when you're trying to get to that level of just trying to build that generational wealth, you have to seek the knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's just more so what it is. It's there. It's just it's just hidden. You know, you have to go get it. And you have to seek the knowledge. Nah, most of it's in a book. Yep. Exactly. So it's like, I feel like that's where most of it is. Like most bro. people don't put their heads in a book. Like what's that quote? Um, bro, the quote is, if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. Yeah, that's actually facts. And we have to break that stigma, bro. We have to break that stigma because... It's actually, it's, it's crazy because it smacked me in the face because I hate reading. Mm. So it was like, dang, that must be true because I hate reading. Yeah, <laughs> now that's But now that I'm matured, I'm getting older and I'm realizing like the habits and the ways that rich and wealthy people move and react, they, they always, they're all reading it. Everybody says, 
read, 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 mm-hmm. read, because knowledge is power. Yeah. And now that I know that, it's more so, all right, bet. I know if I want to obtain wealth, mm-hmm. I have to put myself in the, in the mindset of knowing how the wealthy work. And to do that, I have to read what they did. And that's what separates them, like the millionaires, mm-hmm. from the all the people that are average. Fact. I think about it, it's a handful. Yes, the millionaires uh-huh. of this generation has increased, mm-hmm. but it's still a handful of people. Like, you don't just get a million dollars by accident. Facts. Like, they're doing what the regular people don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So, yes, reading might be, it may seem boring or it may seem like something you don't want to do at the time, especially when you're young because other stuff you could be doing, you be playing the game and all that stuff. I know me, like, being on, being on my mm-hmm. phone, but putting your head in a book early is like, that's one of Bro. the best things. Like, looking back on life, you can be mm-hmm. like, I wish I would have. Yeah. Because I mean, really, like your mind is like a sponge. Like yeah. everything mm-hmm. you look at, like everything you read, you soaking all that in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, like reading it, it definitely plays a big part. Um, I definitely feel that when it comes to like the rich and the poor, it's kind of like a pyramid in a way. Mm-hmm. Like they're at the top and we're at the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're never gonna really like give us that information and tell mm-hmm. us how to like basically bring us up because the the reason being is just because they're making their money off of us yeah and that's how the rich stay rich the poor stay poor mm-hmm. bro i seen a video on instagram that was basically saying how like luxury brands mm-hmm. they target our communities because they know we want to look rich mm. right I see and they gucci. make the, exactly gucci and all them they target us because they know we want to look rich mm-hmm. we want to look the part yeah but don't really be looking like don't really be the part mm-hmm. like jeff bezos elon musk Warren Buffett, all of them, they don't look like they billionaires. They got on Walmart shirts. They got some, some bro, sketches. They have on Target shirts and yeah. dad, jeans. dad jeans. Like the baggy jeans, cooling. Yeah. With a little Cadillac car for Warren. He got a Cadillac, like a 2005 Cadillac. Like what? For real? Yes. Like just cooling. Like he not. Yeah, he not trying to show off anything. Living like, below his means, bro. And he's a billionaire. <clears throat> but we want to we look rich. We want to put on yeah. all the designer, have on all the latest stuff, and blow the whole check on that. Mm and get caught in the rat race. And the rat race is basically, this This is what Eric Thomas said. He was like, um, he was like, the lower class, the poor class, they trade time for work. So they go work, put, they put the time in, and they work. Rich people, they get, they pay people to make them money, basically. Mm. They get the workers to work for them and make right. them money. So rich person, he's not going to do the work. I'm going to get you to do the work for me, and I'm going to just get a cut of what the work you just did. Yeah. Now I, got, now I got my own personal time to do something else that I want to do to make yeah. me more money right. versus right, people that work at like a regular job. I have to clock in my nine to five to make a certain amount of money just for me to spend it on bills and have to repeat. And then you, come, cycle, you come home right after work tired. tired. See, you don't want to work on no side hustle. Exactly. And like the thing is too, like with African-Americans is that we go work and we're underpaid more than any other race there is. Facts. Mm-hmm. But we're like, we put the biggest percentage back into the economy. Mm, that's crazy races. and then we like he was saying it's a cycle we go back we go spend all this money just for that comfort that peace of like you know mm-hmm. I've worked so much I want this so bad I'm gonna get it mm-hmm. but then I'm putting myself right back in the hole where I gotta go work again. that's right it's, bro our generation the problem with our generation bro how many how many black owned businesses can you name that has employees that scale to where they have employees how many major black corporations do you know that can that has scale to employees like a Walmart, a Target, Best Buy, whatever, so on and mm-hmm. so forth that you know has like a corporation worth of workers that works for them? I don't. I can't. Name I can't name any. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like our our generation or our like culture. They don't know how to scale businesses to where they have a team that's helping them to mm-hmm. get to that point to surpass a certain level. Right. We're all more so doing on my own, get out of the mud by myself, 
there's not no teamwork. There's not no conversation about teamwork mm-hmm. or right. team building or how to become even wealthier than what we are mm-hmm. by putting the people that that can actually do the job better than us in position. Yeah. But we want to be selfish with the money. We don't want to be like say if I'm, I'm a photographer, right? Mm-hmm. And I know I need help with creating directing. The selfish person going to say, nah, I'm going to do everything myself. I'm going to just keep creating directing myself and everything. Just just save money, whatever. Mm. But the person that's thinking long-term and thinking ahead, they're going to be like, nah, I'm going to get a creative director that's better than me because that's going to attract more people. That's going to build more people, bring more uh, clients, bring more brands, bring more opportunities because Mm. it's a collab thing now. We're reaching a whole different level of people because it's not just me no more. But like, that's we don't have that mindset, bro. You got to work smart and harder, man. Exactly. And next question, what things can lead to generational wealth? Mm. I mean, it's really so many things, man. It's just really about what you do with the money that you earn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got three different ways. You got earn, you have portfolio, and you have passive. Facts. Really passive is what's going to create that generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Like most people are going to start off as earned income, and that's just mm-hmm. like you're going to work to get that money. But when you are when you take that money, you're stacking it, and then that's when you basically Put it into something that's gonna create Make that you passive income. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's probably one good thing that could definitely kind of kick off generational wealth. I feel like with that, Chris Johnson. This is my favorite quote of all time now when it comes to like finances. But his quote that he lives by is, "Buy, uh, yeah, what's it? Buy, no, dang, I done lost it. And I, I yeah, buy, exactly buy about, get money by get income. money by yeah, get income. money yeah, get yeah, money yeah. by income." So basically, the money that you get from working on nine to five, you put mm-hmm. that money to work in investments with stocks, real estate, life insurance policies, whatever you right. can find. That's an investment. That's mm-hmm. a smart investment. You put your money there and let that money make you more money. Then you spend that money mm-hmm. on personal things that you want, like cars, yeah. toys, games, whatever. You using the money that your money that your investment made to be able to spend on these things that you want. And to what y'all both said, I feel like, because um, of course, investing. Because if your money just sitting stagnant, it's like it's at that value. point, it's every day. Because yeah. you gotta mm-hmm. think about it. Like I can get paid, I can get paid five hundred, but if I don't invest that five hundred, but I look up, I pay for food, I pay That's for right. gas, I got to put this in over mm-hmm. there, I got to pay these bills. You look back up a couple of days later, you like, hold on, Dang, hey. I got a hundred left. Yeah, come on. So it's like I feel like also it comes with delayed gratification, of course, yeah, and consistency also because I know a lot of times for me personally, I invest sometimes. Then I'm like, hold on, I need this money. Like, I, mm-hmm. I need to keep this one right here. Yeah. And that just leads to me just being in a hole all mm-hmm. over again rather than being consistent with the investing and delaying my gratification. Because, like, a lot of people like expensive stuff. I know I do personally. Mm-hmm. I like expensive stuff. Not for the look, yeah. of course, what but that's brother. just me. I like, like quality, quality yeah. stuff. I like quality yeah. stuff. So, a lot of times I got to tell myself, like, yeah, I want this, but mm-hmm. I can't afford to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I may, yeah. I, I may look like I got the money. I may got $500. But I'm not about to go spend $500 on a Gucci shirt like I used bro, to. Facts, bro. There's other stuff I could be doing with the $500. Priorities. Yeah. But uh, that quote saved me because, like, now it's to the point where everything I – like, you already know how I am like when it comes to money and everything. But, like, now everything I get, it literally goes straight into investments because mm-hmm. I know I'm playing a long-term game now versus a short-term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for – the, like gratification right away I'm not looking mm-hmm. to buy The latest car right now Or anything Or newest clothes mm-hmm. Newest shoes Or trying to treat myself Every two seconds My version of treat myself Is more so knowing That I'm investing In something that's going to Bless me in the long run mm-hmm. When I don't feel like Working no more yeah. so to, to the point where If it come a day I'm gonna be like Yo I wanna go let's, I'm be like Let's go to Houston Let's go uh, Go to sit course on the game yeah. I got money Paying me while I'm at the game mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of trying to Have to go to work And can't go to the, uh, the court And go to the game And mm-hmm. watch the game And whatever That comes with Generational wealth I would say Uh the freedom, the freedom you have. Yeah, time like, freedom. Yeah, like generational wealth, bro. 
that freedom you got to literally do whatever you want mm-hmm. and you know you still got money coming in like you said passive income and that's i feel like that stuff a lot of people don't strive to to like to go get because a lot of a lot of people's families a lot of people haven't left out of the country before like i know mm-hmm. we we just went out of the country last year that was our first experience and it's like we want to do it more mm-hmm. so that's motivation to yeah. even get on the grind so we can mm-hmm. keep doing that but a lot of people just feel comfortable like Facts. i'm gonna just work like it ain't nothing else Ain't nothing else for me to see. It ain't none of that other stuff. That just made me, like, going back to the question, like, the first question about generational wealth. Environment is, like, another reason why. Because most people in our generation, they don't get to see anything outside of where they came up from. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're not getting to travel and see, like, you know how Dubai is, like, the richest place in the world. Like, if you're not getting to see different beautiful places or things, places that have, like, that type of wealth vibe, you're not going to know that there's more to life than where you're from, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, you've never been outside of your community, so how mm-hmm. you going to know that there's more to it than what you have in your community, basically? Yeah. But this is my thing. So, I do agree with what you said. Yeah. I agree with what you said. But still I got feel like... more, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was about to say. So, yeah. I feel like, also, we still got to... We got to play the hand that was dealt us. Facts. Like, at all times. Mm-hmm. Like, we always say, it's somebody across the world in a way worse situation way worse. than us. Way worse. And they got to it. Most mm-hmm. millionaires have the same the same, same story. story. Yeah. They came from nothing. So I feel like it's really got that dog. your environment does it, it makes it harder. Yeah. But it's like it's all about willpower. Your want and want how bro. bad do you want to change your situation because you could let your you could let your situation make you and you just crumble up like like I said, like mm-hmm. this is what it is, this is what it's gonna be forever. It's my my uh, story already been written. Or mm-hmm. you can literally change the story to your book. And it's all, I mean, it's all about your grinding, like your hunger. Like like basically what you yeah. said, like really what you want. Like it's so many people, bro. They come from like a different situation than where we come from. Mm-hmm. You know, like how we were talking earlier about Jay Z and everything, yeah, like yeah. how he came from, you know, the Marcy mm-hmm. projects. Like we didn't come up in the projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, look where he at now. So like it's it's definitely doable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta put the work in. That's Facts. really where it comes to. And with them, it's just more like a my dad was t- us to uh to us about this too, but it's like a person that's coming from the hood versus somebody that's coming from the middle class, they have a way different type of hunger because it's like a necessity that he, that they get out. They need to right. get out. Well, us, it's more like a comfortable thing. It's like a, do you want to get out mm-hmm. more thi- like type thing? Yeah. Or do you want more for yourself? Because you're already in a comfortable state. Mm-hmm. So with us, we have to work a little harder to keep that drive and that motivation because they're not going to get tired. Mm-hmm. They're going to work. They're going to do the extra mile that they have to do to get to where they need to be because they're trying to get their mom out the hood. They're trying to, get they, they're trying to save their family. They're trying mm-hmm. to save themselves from right. falling into where their peers might be at. Right. I was about to say, like, to that point, it's because they know their why. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know your why it's like nothing nothing can stop yeah, you like nothing because they know they yeah. know like my why is like you said i gotta change my my uh, my bloodline mm-hmm. i gotta change my situation for my family exactly and a lot of them you we got people our age that might be taking care of their brothers and sisters yes, like well we living in our parents crib we got it bro. like you know what i'm saying food getting made and stuff like that we got clothes on our back but a lot of people they they helping their parents pay the bills yes so it's like a matter it's your why because you want it bad you want to you want to put your mom in that house out like because she mm-hmm. provided and all that stuff but like you gonna do you gonna do what you gotta do bro bro she over there locked in providing for the whole family oh, yes. single mom majority time single mom whatever yeah. trying to look out for their kids and like it's a different t- i know it's a different type of motivation if you sleep on the floor or you yeah. share beds with your That's siblings facts. and everything because it's like dang it's not gonna last too much longer i'm gonna get us out like yo and on top of that, your mindset is probably always thinking about that 24-7. So you're not going to really have no lack of motivation for real because it's like, nah, I'm not going to rest until we get out of here. And, bro, I think that's why it's not okay with us. Um, like with us being childs of God, I don't think – I think that's why it's not okay with us being average because yeah, somebody – well, God blessed us with – like some of us, most of us, he mm-hmm. blessed us mm-hmm. with the situation that we have. And there's people across the world that would be – 
like wishing to have yeah, our wishing to have our, our situation to be in so a position, for us bro. so for us to have this position like even something simple as the podcast something simple Bless as him, having bro. both parents in the house Bless us him. having that and not taking advantage of it it's like a smack in the face to God because it's like thanks. it's somebody in Africa that that kill goes back to being a steward and yeah. how um, Matthew basically saying like you're a slothful servant yeah. like you I didn't get I didn't bless you with all these things mm-hmm. and you still complaining facts what are you complaining for that's facts so every time me and him went to LA me and him looking at all the people in the tents it's a whole tent city block yeah. of homeless people mm-hmm. I'm looking like bro we just flew we just flew to LA we had, we could afford to fly out here that's where the gratitude come in and we seeing a whole bunch of people just still homeless on the side of the street and I think it's crazy to me mm-hmm. like I can't bro I can't do it like I just be real humbling bro it'd be like dang it could always be worse remember we went to Jamaica Yes. Yeah. But that, exactly, Jamaica. We put a Jamaica date over here. Like the lady, she showering her daughter outside, doing her hair with a water hose outside. Yeah. Wow. Well, we ride. We ride ATVs. We ride ATVs. Bro. Mm-hmm. The little kids, bro. They look like they're not even five years old, bro. They was young. They asking for money while we they run around asking for money on the ATV. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. I mean, yo, like you say, your situation can always be worse than what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you just gotta, like definitely, like over here in America, we gotta take it for granted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean. You know, they call it the America, American dream, mm-hmm. but, like, it's not too many people that are living the American dream. Mm-hmm. Like, like, really, what's the yeah. real definition of American dream? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. when you really make it, you know, been in that top 1% mm-hmm. of Americans. That's facts. But going back to the um, generational wealth, like, the, like, basically how you can get generational wealth is through passive income. And then what other people do or wealthy people do, they use other people's money. So with credit... And how they spend off loans. So majority of wealthy people, they'll literally go get a loan, mm-hmm. use that money to invest in something like a real estate property or the, into stocks, whatever. And then they'll use that money to the profit they make from that. They'll use that to pay back the loan and then they'll keep the profit. Mm-hmm. They they didn't use nothing, none of their own personal money. Yeah. They didn't use no money out of their own pocket. They used other person's money, invested it, got a return, pocketed their money and paid the loan back mm-hmm. without touching their own money. And that's how they play it. That's how they do it. And they re- repeat, recycle. Yeah. And with us, we are more so focused on. I put my hours in, working ten hour, ten four hour, times an hour, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. we're making, and repeat. Like yeah. we're not finding that investment that's going to pay us. Yeah. And it's also about like you got to take the risk. Facts. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like facts. I remember I was talking to um, a family member of mine, and uh, I was telling them about stocks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I won't bash my family member not like that. It's family, but. I was talking about stocks and everything. He was just asking me a couple of questions about it. But then, you know, he was like, nah, I don't really want to take that risk. It's in a third. But I knew that he loved to play the lottery, though. Mm. So I'm like, but man, you, but you taking yeah. the risk playing the lottery. Yeah. Like, you might as well take the risk in the stock market. Yeah, you know, yeah. something that could definitely give you that gain. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you just, you're going off hope, basically, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. just the lottery. Yeah, lottery. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Um, so, I mean, and that's, and that's really where that generational wealth come in. It's like you got to spread the knowledge through your family tree. Mm-hmm. You spread the knowledge through your family tree, and that's where you get that generational yeah. wealth from. That's nah, that's, cra- that's crazy, though, because like, with, with stock, like stocks can be considered as gambling, but that's only if you don't have a plan of action. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, then it's considered gambling because right. you're just throwing your money at anything. Yeah. yeah. But if you actually have a plan of action, you're actually studying what, what, what smart investment is what, what businesses can go into what business and so on and so forth, what CEO is talking about in this company and what's what's to come in the future, then you'd be like, Oh, I bet. I'ma throw a, I'ma throw hundred K here. Like that's what the all these rappers be doing everything. Yeah. They go to the best people that do stocks, mm-hmm. they'd be like, All right, what's the best move right here? They'd be like, All right, Elon Musk about to come out with a new car, this is this and that, electric vehicles. He know in a couple of years everything's gonna be electric vehicle yeah. based. Right. He's like, Oh, I bet, I'm gonna throw hundred K here, 
five years from now, they made a million off that 100K because they invested for the future. They, they thought ahead instead of being the present and found an opportunity where they can build generational wealth just like that. So because you said that, I got a question for both of y'all. Mm-hmm. So why do y'all think people like MC Hammer or people that got millions of dollars, they had that, that song, they had that million dollar idea, and then like the next year, next couple of years, they you find out you go on the news, they broke. Guidance. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. then their environment. Yeah. If you, like, it's all about who you hang around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got crash dummies around you, you're going to be that crash dummy. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if you hit if you hit the lottery or not. Mm-hmm. You don't have no guidance. You don't have nobody around you telling you, yo, don't put your money in there. Yeah. Like, it's not going to work out. Or, you know, that's a bad idea. This in the third. So, mm-hmm. you definitely got it. It got to be some guidance. Not Maybe you not, like, may not have the guidance yourself, but mm-hmm. you have somebody next to you that can guide yeah. you. I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, he was the smartest person in the room. And once you're the smartest person in the room, you have no room to go. You just put a ceiling over yourself. Mm-hmm. So with him, he had, like he just said, guidance. He didn't have nobody to ask questions to or had nobody to lead him in the right direction of how, where he put his money at. Because same thing with Allen Iverson. Like, they all went broke being around the wrong people trying to show up. Mike Tyson did the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you're buying girls' cars after he won a fight. Mm-hmm. If you're buying, like, five BMWs. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't have nobody leading you in the right direction or yeah. showing you how to steward your money in the right way so you can have long-term money. And also, to that point, like you said, Allen Iverson and MC Hammer, I feel like a lot of them, um, once they made it, they try to take everybody with them. Got content, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you, you can't You, you can't try to take everybody. So you buy your mans. Your mans, you like, oh, that's my day one. I'm buying him yeah. a car. Yeah. I'm buying him a car. Next, you know, you buy your mans right there a car. You mm-hmm. got to buy the whole crew the car. Whole, the whole and block. Then, and then your auntie like, oh, no, I took care of you. Yeah, I like, took care of you, like, you know what I'm saying, when you was a little see, kid. But see, this is where it come in. Like, saying no. we speaking generational rough, saying no. Mm-hmm. But then if I'm going to buy you a car, yeah, let me go get you a car, but then I'm going to put you on the Turo. Exactly. I didn't turn your liability into an asset. Facts. But I'm going to get you a, a real estate like investment property. Yeah. But yeah. basically showing them how to how to yeah. use that uh, blessing that, that you just gave them. Mm. Like That's like that's like me getting a blessing of a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, here's, here's 100K. Yeah. I'm not going to just give you 100K just for you to blow the 100K. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, all right, here's 100K, but we, what, what, what we about to do with the 100K? You're going to put this right here in the stocks. You're going to put this right here for a real estate investment. Mm-hmm. And this little 10, 20K right here, then you can spend it on yourself. Yeah. Whatever leads your thing you want, that's like not, that's, that may be a liability, just yeah. something that you want. Uh-huh. But this other money right here, majority of it, we're going to put in an investment that's going to bring you more money later down the road for yeah. your kids' kids. That's right. And I feel like that's where more conversations need to be in mm-hmm. because we talk more so on, oh, yeah, I'm about to buy this new car, or no, I'm about to buy this new watch. I'm about to buy this, I'm about to buy that. But buying a whole bunch of things that depreciate as soon as you take it off the lot. Right. Like, mm-hmm. what are the conversations of, Oh, yeah, I'm about to buy this land, bro. Because in 10 years, it's going to appreciate because they building a casino over here. Or they, they building a stadium over here. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just talking earlier about mm-hmm. how, like, they, about the gentrification and everything that's about yeah. to happen in Portsmouth. Yeah. Like, it has to be those type of conversations where we'd be like, all right, in 10 years, where is this going to be at? Where the market going to be at? Mm-hmm. You got to think ahead. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Think ahead, bro. And with Portsmouth, we know that they're building a casino out there. So right now might be a best bet to build a house out there because who knows what else they're going to add on to go to the casino because yeah. they're not going to just have they're not going to only have a casino out there mm-hmm. something else is going to get built out there to where it's going to bring attraction more attraction and everything yeah because Portsmouth Portsmouth about to be the new Norfolk mm-hmm. facts so like what's going to be the best time to invest over there either what whether it's a business putting a business over there near the casino that's going to have foot traffic mm-hmm. whether it's buying real estate whether it's whatever getting advertising whatever put out there. We have to start thinking ahead like that. Mm-hmm. And then also it comes discipline too. Like you got to have discipline with money. Cause mm-hmm. And consistency. Debt too as well. Because like, if you have $10,000, you're 
and but you can't control ten thousand dollars you're not gonna be able to get fifty thousand mm-hmm. and that's just and that's just really how it is like so you have to be disciplined with your money you gotta know where to put it and even if you do put it like in a savings account you just let it sit mm-hmm. there yeah i mean that's better than letting it sit there than just taking it and just spending yeah, it all thanks mm-hmm. you know chris johnson always says that he'd be like if you're scared to invest a hundred dollars how can you expect to invest $10,000? That's right. How can you expect to invest $100,000 mm-hmm. when opportunity comes to be able to have that big reward? Yeah, that's right. But like, you're not going to ever get to that point if you're not willing to take that risk like he just said mm-hmm. or be disciplined with your consistency about it. Because I know for me, I don't have a certain money in my stock account, but I'm not going to get there if I'm not investing consistently, mm-hmm. right. especially when the market drops down, when everything's on sale. Like right now, I just got mad because mm-hmm. Square dropped down to $57. That's why yeah. I should have been loading the boat. Yeah. But I've been holding off. What you be saying? Buy low. Buy low, sell high. Yeah. So buy low, sell high. Yeah. But I've been holding off because one, I'm trying to save for a house. But two, fear. Like trying to figure out is it gonna go lower because mm-hmm. you can't time the market. All right. But and I think it's crazy. Bro. Well, we was talking about we were talking about the stock market and everything. I mean, I was talking about my family member. Like it goes back to what I was saying earlier. We was talking to saying earn portfolio and then passive. Mm-hmm. So from my earned job, let's say I make fifty thousand dollars a year. I put my mind and I research the stocks. I go to the right people. You know, I just I just do what I need to do for yeah. six months. The next six months, I'm ready to start trading. Yeah. Right. So I've stacked up my money from my earned job. Yeah. Now I'm putting in money into the stock market. Now I've moved over to portfolio income. Mm-hmm. Now the money, my returns that I'm getting from the stock market, I am now going to put in something that's going to create passive income. Like for me. Or something. Yeah. And it's just and it just goes hand in hand. So I mean, it always takes time. And one thing about our generation is like we want to like this quick yeah, money, quick, and, it, yeah. and it's and it's, not, and it's nothing wrong with that. It's mm-hmm. nothing wrong mm-hmm. with quick money, but you also got to think like where you where you trying to go. Like you can't. It's not. Yeah. It's gonna happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know. That's facts. Nah, that was actually crazy because, like you said, like our generation only likes they only. But I think social media plays a part in that though. Definitely, nah, de- they, nah, it definitely does. They, yeah. they see our generation. They be like, oh yeah, I made a hundred k in a day with this. I made mm-hmm. this, this, and that in a day. Or in a week, whatever, right. and they'd be but, like, "Hold on, I want to do that too." But go ahead. But you can see somebody on Instagram, they in front of a Lamborghini, holding all this cash. They but, you don't know, but you don't know how they got it though. That's you know facts. what I mean? People That's rent facts. cars, Long and go get prop money and hey, just hey. post up, or they could have scammed that. Like you don't know facts. what they did yeah. to get that money. You know what I'm saying? You you rather want to get it the legal way yeah. than the illegal way. Mm-hmm. And I don't never judge or not nobody that's doing it illegal yeah. or legal because you don't know. You never know how nobody's situation mm-hmm. is. You know, some people just. Just get out of it, get it. Yeah. Like, it's crazy though because I seen a post on Twitter and then dude was basically saying everybody want to be a millionaire, but nobody just wants to invest in the S&P 500 consistently for 10 years straight. Like if you keep investing, if you invest every month, if you if you was to invest $100 every month into the S&P 500, by the time you 45, 50, you'll probably be a millionaire. you be That's a crazy. Yes, but nobody likes the long-term game. Nobody wants to Nobody wants to wait that long to become a millionaire. Everybody because, wants to mm-hmm. gratification. Because, because nobody does it. Is, it's, psych- it's a psychological thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Somebody doesn't want the feeling of them taking a hundred dollars and just putting it there, and they have to wait ten years. I feel like you lost to see a million dollars, yeah. right? But they'll rather go work for thirty years mm-hmm. and retire at sixty-five and get a social security check. Yeah, that's not paying them what they were making when they were working. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. That's it's backwards. That's you're hustling and backwards. It goes to psychological. You're hustling backwards, and you're still paying off your debt from college. <laughs> you're hustling backwards. Yeah, every loan, bro. That thing is really crazy. But I like that. Um. That our generation, I feel like COVID woke everybody up. I feel like COVID yeah. woke everybody up as far as like having financial literacy because it won't, it won't nothing else that they could do but learn right. something new. Right, Boy, you had to think about things. I got yeah. that, uh, hey, got that PUA check. When I tell you, boy, I was 18, 10 bands hit my account. 
If I knew what I knew oh. now and I had that money in my hands now, yeah, it'd have been a whole different story. But but I had that money, blew it all in my car. Put an XRP. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> but I just uh, bro, that, that's what makes me mad though, because I didn't get none of that like yeah. uh refund money or yeah. the little what's whatever you just called the it. PUA. Yeah, PUA is anything. I didn't get that either. But yeah. I promise you I was tight. <laughs> if we would have had that when we did AMC. Hey, what? to the moon, baby. Hey, what? <laughs> We've been on the island right now. Come on out, brother. <laughs> yeah. I'm in LA every week, boy. Nah, fast. But yeah, that's. I'm glad our generation is actually finally waking up to trying to learn more. Like we're more hungry now about learning about finances because it's been hidden from us so long. But I feel like um, when you get to ground zero, that's where you learn the most lessons. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of lessons I learned about money, I won't talk. It was just me. Making bad decisions yeah. with my money. I'm, not, I'm not saying go make bad decisions with your money, yeah, no. but I'm saying like for some, like yeah, for it money, really yeah. sometimes it takes you like if you like I know for me I wasn't always disciplined with my money, mm. so it took me having to be in a bad situation to learn like nah yeah. like you can't keep you know what I'm saying you can't yeah. keep doing this. So yeah, yeah t- sometimes it do take for you to get hit in the head, like for you to wake up and be like, All right, hold on, let me lock in. Yeah, but like my dad says all the time, you can't tell going there. Mm. How to you can't tell no you can't tell been there yeah how to get there mm-hmm. basically because my dad's been there he already lived our life he already he's double our age so mm-hmm. he's already lived the life that we're living right now and we're going there you can't tell yeah been there how to get there because we haven't got there yet we're not mm-hmm. to it to his point mm-hmm. so it takes a wise person to actually look for that knowledge from older people or yeah. actually take their advice Cause like how dad be saying don't do this because I did it when when I was all age mm-hmm. actually taking that advice and taking his word for it, it yeah. and not doing it because if we do it, it might mess us up. No, but the whole time we just had the game plan not to do it, or mm-hmm. why we just shouldn't have done it yeah. and mess up anyway. And a lot of us in this generation, we real rebels. Hey, like mm-hmm. we don't, we gotta do it, and then when it happened, we like, oh man, I should listen. Yeah, yeah. you know, like like wise words from Simmons, and he said, mm-hmm. I learned a lot from not listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and I really yeah. felt that a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, coming up like as a kid, like I didn't listen all yeah. the time. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm I mean, of course, like that's just mm-hmm. you know what you do as kids, but it's. Things that I know now, the way that I see now, that I kind of go back and like my parents told me like, dang, yeah. it was right. Yeah, you know? facts. Uh, a whole bunch of situations, bro. Right. And they always say what you just said, like, I, I, I already lived your life. You know what I'm saying? I done mm-hmm. been there, done that, mm-hmm. you know? And you kind of like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But then you really see it and it's like, dang, bro, they was right this whole time. No, nah, it's crazy. Like, they, they really do be trying to help and out. And they get cocky too. They be like, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's crazy because like, that's how I look back on like stuff like credit cards and stuff like mm-hmm. that when my parents trying to tell me early but that wasn't I think the problem is we think so like we think at we think of it as like that's far down the line mm-hmm. yeah. so like I'm in high school I'm in 10th grade my mom trying to tell me about credit card I'm like bro I'm not, I'm not getting a credit card to like two yeah, years from now yeah. I ain't trying to hear that but then when the credit card actually happened, you're like, hold on, hold on, hey, hey, what hey, I hey. what I do? Yeah. Like what I do. Yeah. And I'd be wishing like I can go back in time and listen to what my my parents used to say about saving money, mm-hmm. putting money away, like not buying clothes all the time. Right. Like it ain't always about yeah. getting what you want. And I mean, like when you young, you know, you gonna spend money yeah. a little bit more aggressively yeah. mm-hmm. because like I said, yeah, less risk. Right. And yeah. it's a psychological thing. Like when you see like let's say you put a a stack on the table right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. For somebody that has never seen the stat before, yeah, they're gonna go spin it aggressively. They're blowing mm-hmm. that whole bag just because they're like, "Dang, like I've never seen this before. Like now I can go get them shoes I want to yeah. get. I can go get that little watch I wanted to get, or whatever the yeah. case may be." Like I mean, that's right. It's kind of crazy though. Nah, to wrap this up though, I have a question for both of y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna answer it too after y'all, but generational wise, 
what can you do five years from now? Or what do you plan to do five years from now to start paving the way for your kids' kids? So for me, um, so I'm a realtor, of course. Uh, five years from now, I would want to have investment properties already set up mm-hmm. where I'm getting passive income. Yeah. And put my, I'll be able to put my kids' name on them like mm-hmm. when the time comes. So but then also make my, I want to give my kids uh I want to make them authorized users on my credit cards, mm-hmm. so they're going to be benefiting from my credit history. Great cut, yeah, while great they're credit. not even, they're not even going to be able to use, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to use their credit cards yet. But their score is already building. Because my mom always told us, like, it don't matter what money you got, if you don't got credit, it, it's like, right. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got a good, good credit can get you anything. Mm-hmm. You can go get a million dollar house with good credit. That don't mean you got a million dollars in your pocket. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's definitely what I'm gonna do. And then. Like investing, small stuff like mm-hmm. that. Investing my kids' money early, like yeah. especially watching Chris Johnson, like how mm-hmm. me and you talk about what he does with his daughter. Yeah, I feel yeah, like tough, bro. because putting your kids, just putting them through public school is not enough, and letting yeah. them like figure out that stuff is not enough. Like it's gonna have to take extra stuff at home, like mm-hmm. me sitting down because I don't want my kids to have to go through the same stuff I had yeah, to go facts. through. I'm sitting at the gas station trying to figure out how to put gas in my <laughs> yeah. tank. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, what? Like nah. So I want to make sure they're prepared. Like yeah, you gonna work, you gonna work, and all of that, but like. Bo, we building. We building mm-hmm. an empire. Bo. For me, that's facts. So for me, basically all the same things, having investment properties, uh, having different studios around the nation to mm-hmm. where people that's booking the studios, they're paying me rent, yeah. and everyone's going to go to my kids, investment properties, I'm going to be investing in stocks and all that mm-hmm. stuff for them. And then also, like you just said, like with school system, I already know how the school system is, taking that time out of my day to teach my kids the fundamentals of investing yeah. and how to use other people's money, how to save money where to put the money at to mm-hmm. make more money and then you spend that money on stuff that you actually want Facts. for toys and everything mm-hmm. so teach my kids the fundamentals of using the money that your money makes to buy toys and things yes, that you facts. want and also just more so just maximize my business to where i can pass my business down one day to, yes, to my kids yeah, same. to where my my business might be end up a million dollar company mm-hmm. and be able to pass it on to my kids or somebody I'm, I, that's in my family that's tough to me like yeah. that'll be hard that's legacy yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely investment properties. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a big thing. You know, that's something that you can hold on to, and you can just pass down. Mm-hmm. That's generational wealth. Yeah. Um, and definitely taking, showing them to take a percentage of their money. Mm-hmm. Like let's oh, yeah. say when I had my kid, like hey, Uncle CL gave gave me ten dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let me get five of that. Yeah. I'm gonna take five, I'm gonna take those your five dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it in this account. Yeah. And every time you get money, I'm gonna just you know take a little bit mm-hmm. of that and put this in this account. So when you get eighteen, you want a car. Yeah, it's going to be sitting right there. It's sitting right there for you. So, you know, teaching them early, like, you know, what we know now and it's good that, like, we're young and we're at this age and that we're getting all this knowledge. Mm -hmm. So then when we have our kids, we can pass that down. So this is where the generational wealth starts. That's facts. That's facts. We here to change the generation, bro. No doubt. Not James, bro. Like, we really about to change the generation, though. Like, like, think about it. We're 20, we're in our 20s. We all 21 and below. Yeah. 21, 20. And, like, what we're doing now is low-key way ahead of where our parents was at at our age. No, it's, it's ahead of than people our age. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Bro, most of our generation is not doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, in fact, exactly. What we're talking about right now is stuff that grown-ups just now probably just not talking about or just not learning about that's like a little, like in their 30s, 40s, year old. So we're like, we're like 10 years ahead of majority of people or the average person. So what are we going to do with that 10 years of ahead, like basically mm-hmm. being ahead to help like catapult us to greatness basically? And it's hard. It's actually hard because it's like we're set apart, mm-hmm. and everybody everybody can be anybody can be set apart. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of like like actually pulling yourself away from the crowd, like where everybody else yeah, is part of your head partying. Down. Yeah, everybody else is partying. Like you you working or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I decided not like 
when I dropped out of school, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, the people in my graduation class of 2024, they're going to graduate with no money in their account. No facts. Whether, like, when I when 2024 comes, I'm going to have more money in my account mm-hmm. than, you know, most of them. Not on no cocky, yeah. but it's just that, all, that's the just route all I chose. Financial, yeah. financial you know discipline. Yeah. Taking that risk. Yeah. You know, risk. Got to take the risk. Facts. So for those that have been listening, the key points that y'all need to remember is to be wealthy, mm-hmm. you have to find a way to make passive income. Turn yeah. your earned income into passive income. Mm-hmm. Get money by income. That's the first thing. Second thing, if you want to be able to not spend your own personal money, use other people's money to make investments on smart investments. Don't just get no loan, put in something bad, and owe more money than mm-hmm. what you have to pay back. Get something, get a loan, invest in a real, real estate property or some stocks that you know is going to make you a return, and then pocket the profit and pay, pay the loan back off and repeat. Mm-hmm. Repeat that cycle. The other thing is just feeding yourself with knowledge, being knowledgeable, read books, read, 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 read. Mm-hmm. And that would probably be the top three right there. And save your money as much as possible so you can actually be be able to have that chunk of money to put down on an opportunity or whatever that may come your way. Yeah. But and without, one and ahead. one thing too, we are not financial advisors. Yeah, facts. Hey, <laughs> hey, facts. Take everything hey. with a grain of salt. <laughs> hey, we are not financial advisors. But yeah, this is the More Purpose Podcast. This is episode ten of season finale. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Much love. We bring in more heat coming season two. Season two will be dropping facts. in September. That's right. So much love to y'all. Come on, angels. Y'all be safe. We out. Yes, sir.